Hi, I'm Siobhan Hunt and this is Kindling Conversation, a Kindling Kids radio podcast. Just a quick note before we get into the next episode. If you haven't already, I'd love you to rate and review Kindling Conversation wherever you get your podcasts or if you enjoy the episode, share it with your friends. All right, thank you and on with the show. In the first six months, it may appear that babies aren't doing much on the moving front. So you might be forgiven for thinking that a physiotherapist wouldn't have much to do with them. However, babies are doing a stack of things that they might need help with. We're talking turning heads, tummy time, rolling, and finally, the step before they really start to move, or should we say travel at high speed, sitting. Debbie Evans is a senior pediatric physiotherapist at Therapies for Kids, and she's here to talk about all of these things. Hi, Debbie. How are you? Hi. Why might a baby have difficulty turning their head? Big question. Lots of answers. Um, The main reason a baby may, are you talking, if you're talking a newborn baby, is we're putting them on their backs and we all have a slight asymmetry in our head shape, particularly coming through the birth canal. So it's often easier for a baby to turn their head one way and it's much harder for a baby to come past the midline because of vision. They're not, they're tracking from the side to the middle initially. So they might bring their head to the middle and then they'll go back to the side they've been laying on. So once a baby is looking to one side, then they often start to stay looking to that side. You might position them in the room. You might come to them from the doorway to one side. And once they are starting to go over that side, because the head is moldable, you end up, you can end up with a baby who starts to get a slightly flat patch on the head. That has a name called plagiocephaly. And once a child has a flat spot, then they keep turning to that side. And that's what happened with my son. I remember, well, I remember it was only three years ago. Um, He had a a flat part on his head and it's quite uh, alarming as a parent because you know that their heads are soft. But when you start to see it go flat, it can be quite frightening. Um, How easy is it to correct something like a flat spot on their head? The flat spot itself, depending on the size of it, baby's heads mould for up to two years. So the sooner you get them off the flat spot um, before they start to close their fontanelles, um, which is the little holes in their heads which expand and move when they're coming through the birth canal, the quicker that will correct. It also depends on how big that flat spot is. So if the flat spot is actually causing the front of the face to move forward, so the top of the eye and the cheekbones start to actually move, then it is harder to correct that. Babies should be seen by a therapist as soon as a flat spot is seen, or you should at least ask your GP how to correct at things you should do. One of the big things is increasing tummy time, changing positions. Um, But the sooner you attack the issue by small ways of handling a baby differently, getting them to look to a different side, carrying them on a different side, much, much more tummy time, um, not putting them flat on their back very much when they're awake. then you will start to allow the bones of their head 
to reshape. But if they're constantly practicing laying to one side and the head is having the force of the of the weight of the head onto that side, then it's harder to fix. And seven weeks has been shown as the essential time in Europe that if you can catch a misshapen head by seven weeks, you'll have the greatest effect to change that. And we're tending to see them referred between four and six months. So I'd like to see them earlier. Right. I understand. Um, Now, you mentioned tummy time, which is a phrase that echoes around in my head from when my kids were quite small. At what age um, can babies start tummy time? Uh, Birth. Really? But not asleep. Okay. The thing is they need to be supervised, but babies have a variety of positions, side lying on their back in your arms and on their tummy. They can be carried on their tummy from birth. They can sleep on their tummy on you, you know, between breasts, if that's still between breasts because things change on me all the time. <laughs> um, but, you know, my time, you'd feed one side, give them a rest, feed the other side, lay them on your tummy, lay them on your lap, um, lay them on your chest, sorry, on your lap, on their tummy, on a rug on the floor, on their... Um, on your big double bed in the middle of it while you grab a nappy. But this is the first month. Don't do that for much further on. But, you know, I think people say, well, when? But when is now? When is the beginning? And why is it so important? Because of their head shape and because of visual. Looking at the children look up, not down early. So laying is an easier way. You've got to develop the muscles of your back and spine. When you're a ba- newborn, you've got your your knees tucked under your chest and you're curled up because you've been in utero. Laying on your tummy allows you to stretch out and, de- and stretch the muscles of the front of your hips, develop the muscles at the back of your hips and up your spine. It allows you to start to learn to get your arms out from your body because they're usually tucked in and once they come out then they come forward and then you can start lifting your head so by the second month babies should be able to lift their head to 45 degrees bob around and look at something so on that tummy time has to be visually stimulating so you have to get down on your tummy with them so that's why I suggested either the chamber table or the bed you can kneel in front of them they can look at you black and white lights noises so faces are essentially black and white to a baby and they are seeing these from birth so give them the visual stimulation because what we call optical writing starts to develop from birth and in sit held in sitting it's much harder to get all that control whereas your body if it's on a flat surface all you're doing is lifting your head but if you're held in sitting you've got to lift your back and head as well you're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Debbie Evans. She's a senior paediatric physiotherapist at Therapists at Therapies for Kids. And we're talking about babies and, and the things that they might need help with when they're very young. We're just talking about tummy time and why it's so important and that you can start tummy time from birth. I think sometimes parents struggle with tummy time because their babies hate it. Do you have any theories why they do? They hate it because in times gone by, babies laid on their tummy to sleep. So therefore, they didn't hate it because it was the common position. If you're always nursed one way and you're nursed another way, um, it doesn't feel right. Babies are creatures of habit like we all are. There's, you know, so you might have a child that 
has reflux. You might have a baby that just hasn't been put on their tummy. So no, I don't like it. You may not be stimulating. I think it's often easy to put a baby on their tummy and walk away, but you've got to make it stimulating. They're not going to lay there very long. Um, and, and it is building it up in small increments. If you do it once a day, if I go to the gym once every three months, I hate it. And I'll yell yell at the personal trainer. Three months to me, going to the gym once in three months, is to a baby like going on their tummy once a day. You've got to practice something to make it habitual. So they will cry. But we are allowed to let babies cry now also. It is a way of talking to us. Mum, I don't like that. Yeah, I know that, honey, but let's just do it a little bit longer. I'll just pat your bottom and I'll wave a rattle and I'll talk to you and I won't get upset about it because I know you're okay. And I think nowadays that's changing a little bit as well. People worry that if a baby cries, there's something wrong. Um, we don't want a full bodied screaming attack of a you know red-faced child but a little bit of a whinge and and settling them you know turn them over a bit put them back down because as physios we're saying we want most of their awake time to be on their tummy so you can as I said carry them on, you know, on your arms, put them on you but by four months you're wanting a baby that actually wants to be on their tummy when they're awake rather than be on their back They're rolling from their back to their tummy by four months. So speaking of rolling, um, is (laughs) this sounds like a silly question, but is that an important skill to have? And if so, why? Well, if you can't roll and you're always put on your back, you're stuck. (laughs) And you don't learn anything about getting into all fours. So the first thing you've got to do is join the dots between your back and your tummy. And to join those dots, you need to move from your back to side lying and then onto your tummy. Babies will roll off their tummy by using sort of more abnormal movements. They use their whole body and it's more a tipping off. They they turn their, if, if they are playing well on their tummy and they're getting up on their um, elbows or on their hands with straight elbows, and they go to move their weight to look for a toy, they'll topple off. It's not really rolling, it's toppling. When you roll from your tummy to your back, which is a much more organized movement, and we call it a transition because all movement is transitions. If you sit in a chair and you stand up, you transition. If you go from sitting to all fours, you've transitioned. And what we're seeing is babies finding it difficult to transition. So the first transition is to roll. And from that position, once you're feeling comfortable that you can go backwards and forwards, it also means that you don't have to be slept on your back. So you start to have, because you can have more time on your tummy. Because of sudden infant death syndrome recommendations that you must sleep a baby on their back until they can freely roll on and off, then we want babies rolling off as soon as we can. But it is part of play. Then it is your early movement. You can roll to get a toy. You can roll onto your tummy if mum was silly enough to throw you on your back because she was in a hurry and you can take some take it into your own hands and be an independent mobilizer and get yourself over because the world looks much better from your tummy because there's things to move for on your back and with rolling is it something that we want to let our baby discover on their own or can we start encouraging them you mentioned around four months you you will encourage a baby 
every time you put them on their tummy. My suggestion is from a newborn, if you want to put them on their tummy, you lay them on the back and you roll them over. You can put your hand to hold their head. Initially, they won't lift their head, so they're going to roll like a log anyway. And their head will, because babies, when they're newborn, their whole body is laying on the surface. They don't have anti-gravity movement. They're not moving their hands up to grab a toy. They're not moving their hands to their mouth. They're not being, bringing their feet up to their tummy. They are flat if, if you've got a newborn. They're flat or they might be on their back and then on their tummy they're curved up. So roll them from the beginning. As you move them, babies need to be feeling the difference of going from one position to another. And then you don't start something at four months when they go, "Mm, sorry about this, but I've never done it and I don't like it. (laughs) And then they cry a bit more because four months is an absolutely pivotal time of development. Um, it's when we four months and eight months is when we see an enormous change in movement in babies. So um, I know developmental milestones can be a, a tricky one for parents because we give them age reigns and then you freak out because your child's not doing certain things. But I understand that sitting itself is quite important on the progression to walking, um, is there an age by which a child should be sitting? So, in you know, where, is there a time when you might be worried that your child hasn't started sitting yet? In today's world, interestingly enough, most children are sitting. What we aren't seeing is the all fours, the pulling to stand, the moving in and out of positions to get to sit. Babies are sat because they're placed in sitting. They're sitting in bumbos, they're sitting in their pram. They go to cappuccino from newborn babies, but they don't go to tummy school from newborn babies, (laughs) if I'm going to make a point here. But they do go to cappuccinos with mummy from a newborn. Um, So sitting by six months is what we've always recommended, but getting in and out of sitting needs to happen by seven months independently. So that means that they're moving from their tummy to sitting, from their sitting back to all fours and then down onto their tummy. So if you're only placing a child in sitting by eight to nine months and they're not getting in and out of it, what what it means is that they're not getting their weight forward onto their hands and learning that feeling that it is safe to go forward and to go back. And they're not developing the transition from one position to another And where that might take us down the track is a baby that doesn't want to one crawl or to fall in walking. And if a baby is unsure of falling, which is just bringing your hands forward to take your weight, which you practice in sitting, if you're moving in and out of sitting, then you may have a child that doesn't want to have legs and doesn't want to walk at the the right age. So sitting, yes, but the more important thing is... um, variety in sitting, the ability to shift positions, reach for a toy outside of your centre of base, that you can go for a toy that's a little bit far away, that if you go forward, then you might shift your weight onto your hands and you might do a few face plants. But a baby that's learning to walk, and I can say this a hundred times a day in the office, a baby learning to walk falls 17 times an hour. So a baby sitting and moving to all fours is essentially falling 200 times a day because they're moving, but it's, it's practiced. It's a practiced movement. So sit, yes, but move in and out. 
All right. Well, I think we've talked about uh, that baby stage for as much as we can, and we will move on in our next interview to talking about the next step, which is when they start to travel a bit further. Um, Thanks so much for your time, Debbie. Oh, thank you for having me. That's Debbie Evans. She's a senior paediatric physiotherapist at Therapies for Kids. We're the Beanies. Get your child off screens and into their imagination as we explore how bubbles are made. What's in a sneeze? Achoo! And what's with the weather today? Professor Know-It-All knows. Hello, Beanies. Hello. The The Beanies. Beanies. A podcast just for kids. Subscribe now on iTunes or listen anytime on the Kindling app.